Welcome everybody to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John and I am joined by Ronnie and we are talking basketball. Ronnie, let's just jump right into the news. A lot of stuff going on despite yeah. the season being almost over. Uh, the NBA, NBA is always busy, always something going on. So what do you got for us? Yeah, well, first thing I have is the Raptors. They were the last team to get a head coach. So they, they finally got one. The Raptors are hiring the Grizzlies assistant. His name is, ready for this one? Raja Kovic as head coach. <laughs> That's his last name. His name, first name is Darko. Darko Raja Kovic, maybe. That's oh how you say it. Another yeah, it's one of those. To struggle with. <laughs> exactly. So that comes from Adrian Waj. I'm not even going to say his last name either. Wojnowski? So. Yep. So it's a reputable source. It's a reputable source. It's not, yeah. Not some <laughs> yeah. of those questionable ones we've seen. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, finally. Just, just so everyone knows, this is the time of the year where there's a lot of fake stories coming out to, to yeah. try to get intrigue. So uh, beware, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, they finally have a coach and now they can build around that. Maybe hire some assistants now. They were the last one. So they finally got their act together and they got one now. Um, All right. Good she's, for them. Speaking of head coaches, uh, well, not head coaches, but the Mavericks are interested in adding adding Jeff Van Gundy and Jeff Hornacek to Jason Kidd's staffs. So remember Jason Kidd, you know, he's he that weird thing happened at the end of the year where they asked him to tank and he did. And then he kind of like, yeah, told on the GMs th- that. Yeah, he kind of threw him under the bus or. Right. or- Played the I don't know yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So Jason Kidd's still there and they're still building around him. And uh, Jeff Van Gundy, you know, he's he's been an ESPN announcer. So that would be kind of interesting to hire him as a coach. So, yeah. Could... It'd be interesting if he would take – he was a head coach in the league mm-hmm. before he took the ESPN job. How hard would it be to go back to coaching one and two, go, go back in an assistant coach, not even – Right, not even like a head coach. I just wonder yep. how that would work. Yeah, he came from the Houston Rockets back in that day. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like that ESPN job is a pretty cush job. Like, yeah, I don't know that I would want to. Uh, you know, Bill Cowher when he left the Steelers on the NFL side and, and went to the studio, it was speculated. Oh, he's only going to be there for a couple of years. I think he likes being off and not right. having to just work these massively long days and everything and just talking football. So yeah, it's a pretty nice job. I take it if you can get it. Right. Yeah. And didn't Tom Brady just get a ridiculous contract on that too recently? Yeah. He got an insane contract. I forget which yeah. network he's going to, but yeah, we, hopefully he's good. Right. Uh, not everyone is meant to be in the booth. I don't know if you ever heard a game that Drew Brees was the color commentator on. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty bad it would be like us trying to do it <laughs> <laughs> right it was pretty well, rough um oh i just forgot his name but i had it in my head who is a quarterback for the dallas cowboys he does a pretty I was good say, job tony romo tony is romo, fantastic yeah. and i think that's what they were hoping with drew Brees. is like oh he'll be another tony romo and yeah. said he was a, a tony nomo no <laughs> that doesn't work say something i mean else there would get me in I trouble but do, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not good drew Brees was in short so yeah Hopefully yeah. Brady will be like a Tony Romo, but you never know. You never know what you're going to get. Like, t- Tom right. Brady's a brilliant football mind. Doesn't yep. mean he can be clever and, and witty and entertaining on on a microphone. So yeah, so yeah, it just kind of makes you wonder how Jeff Van Gundy would be, would yeah. be you know, just uh, going going backwards, you know, going back a step. Yeah, you know, like, giving up that sweet job. But maybe he he saw some things when he was announcing. You know, maybe you see things differently. So maybe you could apply that to being a better coach too. Yeah, maybe. Know. Okay, or so, maybe ESPN's like, "Hey, bud, um, your contract's coming up, and we are not renewing." Yeah, so exactly. Uh, we can find someone better. Maybe you want to find another job, right? <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to the Wizards. They're hiring Thunder's Will Dawkins as a GM. So yeah, Oklahoma State okay. Thunder. They, they, yeah, they, they're going to quite a decent team them. there. So, mm-hmm. and this guy's ready to like clean house too. He's he. They gave him full control. Like he he pretty much stated like he he could wipe out this whole team and just like start from scratch you know like he's he's, he's ready like to start brand new yeah exactly he's wipe out half the team <laughs> yeah. snap of his fingers he, he collected three stones so far and he's he's ready <laughs> um moving over to the suns so the suns are hiring utah jazz associate general manager david fisdale as an assistant under the new head coach frank Vogel. okay so yeah, just a, another coach move. I got a lot of and coaches. It happens every year, right? Yep. People move, yeah. people move around, people get fired, people get hired. Yeah. They go with their friends. They try to get roles that will maybe give them a little bit more visibility so they can get mm-hmm. a better job. Yep. Yeah. I have a few more coaches. So um, Clippers promote 
Redden to GM. So I guess it's not a coach, but it's a GM. So the Los Angeles Clippers are promoting Trent Redden to general manager and Mark Hughes to senior vice president as an assistant okay. general manager team. So we got that going for the Clippers. Good for them, I guess. I don't know how that makes any difference. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yep. Um, Silas, uh, this uh, let's see, his name is Steven Silas. He's agreed to join the Detroit Pistons as a top assistant under Monty Williams. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. I like that one. And the Bucks, this is Lee. He's joining this. Okay, I'm getting this confused in my head already. Milwaukee Bucks assistant Charles Lee is nearing a deal to join the Boston Celtics as the top assistant on Joe okay. Mazzula's staff. So we got that guy. Um, lastly, just to wrap this up, the NBA coaches may soon get a second challenge if the first one is successful. So Ooh, I'm like kind of wondering how that's going to go. Yeah, we were talking about this last podcast a little bit too. We were, yeah. How, the how hockey the does it. Are yeah. welcome. Yep. So I, I like this. Um, I think this is something that, I mean, if they do get it successful, there is a, I do, I, I hate it that they only get one challenge, you know, because if they got it wrong or right, it doesn't matter. They just use it up and then yeah. they're stuck with nothing for the, like, if, like we said, if they use it in the first quarter from a really bad call, they want to set the tone of the game. They want to be like, hey, refs, you're not going to be able to do this to us the whole entire game. We saw that. So change it now and then, and then, yeah, make it good, make it right. Right. But now they actually get a second challenge so if they don't clean it up they could be like okay remember that first one we won well you're still doing it so yeah so is this I, proposed or this is this is a done deal uh let's see the current rule gives coaches one challenge i don't know it doesn't i i didn't screenshot that part okay. sorry yeah no well worries. i'll do some more research on that but yeah i like the idea what do you think do you think this will be helpful oh i think so i think so i think anytime you you know okay those are considering it, it hasn't been passed officially it's uh, a rule that's being considered. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Because of those reasons that we say, you end up oftentimes you hold it in your back pocket because you don't think it's a good time to use it. Yeah. But there's so many times where you could use it. Uh, I think that you you pick one. That they're obvious because oftentimes they're obviously going to be overturned. Yeah. You use it and then you have that second one and you, you try to pick, take back some momentum. Do you worry at all that it's going to slow down the game? Because I, I think that's what other, no. a lot of the other people think about too. You know, they don't like the challenges in football. You know, it just slows the pace down. I mean, when you watch a game, the challenge doesn't slow the game as much as the refs themselves deciding if they're going to review something to see if it's mm -hmm. a flagrant or to see if it's a transition take or or anything like that. So I think the game itself has been slowed down because of referees. And yeah. I think giving some control of that to the the teams is fine uh, at least yep. I, from from my perspective yeah right okay another thing i got i want to know if you heard about this so you know during these these heat and nuggets finals there's like there's the popularity of that is it's not very popular right but then all of a sudden there was this thing this i i read this where Kyrie he contacted lebron in the hopes of reuniting with the mavs so he wants to create like a big 3 you know with luka and kyrie and lebron all together and all of a sudden, like, Twitter broke, quote unquote, you know, like, it's just like people were tweeting the heck out of it. And so, like, all this attention is, is like, well, I mean, there's no attention around the Heats versus Nuggets. But all of a sudden, this is said, and then it's like, everyone hits it, you know, it's like super popular, like everyone so, surrounds it. And it's just like, I, I want to know what, what you, when you think about United with the Mavs. LeBron's never been on the Mavs. No, Kyrie wants to Kyrie. reunite with LeBron. Okay. On the but Mavs. Kyrie is going to <laughs> Kyrie, as far as I know, and I, I could be wrong, he's not under contract with the Mavs. Right. He's he's a free agent, essentially. LeBron is under contract with the Lakers. <laughs> yep. Unless yeah. he has a player option. Does he have a player option this year, LeBron? Mm, I don't know. I don't think he does. You I know more about contracts than I do. Year. Yeah. Yeah, but I know that they unless they I don't think they've extended Kyrie in um Ooh, Boston. Ooh, that didn't go well. <laughs> they haven't extended him, so I don't know that that's something that he can do. Yeah, LeBron is under contract next year, so I don't know how it would have to be traded. So yeah. then the Lakers don't have a lot of trade capital. The Mavericks don't have a lot of trade capital. I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. Yeah, just the fact that he reached out to him, and then it makes you think, like, what if they did get all these guys together? Like, what? Would that be the super team in the West? Would that be the team to beat? Or would it even matter? Because, I mean, LeBron's no. so old and yeah, Kyrie. I don't and, think so. And uh, uh, Luka didn't work out. I, I don't think Luka would like that as well, right? Because yeah. he wants to be the star. 
And yes, LeBron is definitely not the LeBron that he was, but he's still he's still the headline act. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah, he, like, he's still like better than ninety eight percent of the players in the league. <laughs> in my mind, so LeBron is under contract the twenty four twenty five season. He has a player option. Okay, but next year he's fully under contract. So the only way that they would reunite would be if the Lakers signed Kyrie, which I don't. Th- Oof, there's a lot of a lot of potential with that. Yeah, things that would go wrong, right? The Mavericks want to get something for him, so they might mm-hmm. be willing to do a sign and trade. But then, who do the Lakers give up? Yeah, whatever. The Lakers um, aren't going to be like, oh, here you go. We don't need him anymore. You know, they're going to yeah, they're not just well. You have to right. You have to salary match as well. Yeah, in the NBA with trade. So yeah, that's I, I haven't heard that rumor. I don't know how logistically it would work. I'm sure if they want it to be, they'll they'll find a way to make it be, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of things that got it to happen for that yeah. to be the case. But yeah, and then my my main point is just at the beginning was just it's weird to see like there's no activity, no talk about the Heat versus Nuggets compared to all the talk about this this LeBron Kyrie trade. You know, yeah. it's just it's just nonsense. You know, so kind of weird. All right, so Adam Silver says the NBA will turn to expansion after media rights discussions next spring. So it makes you think, like, what city do you think it would be next? What city would actually get the expansion team? What home would you like to see yeah. get one? But we well, talked about we've it. We talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, certainly Las Vegas. I think is is angling to get a team. Mm-hmm. They could play at T-Mobile Arena right on the Strip. That would be great. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's a win win for everybody. Uh, Seattle wants a team. I think I'd be fine with that. But I I kind of thinking outside the box. Let's give like a let's have like a a nomad team where they play half their season in smaller cities. Like they play some games in Reno before yeah. they move out to Tulsa and okay. then over to, to Boise or something right, yep. like that, where they just kind of move around. I, I don't think that would ever happen, but I think that'd be a, a really fun way for the fans of those smaller cities to be able to see actual, you know, NBA players, NBA games. So that would be my vote. What What was the, Will Ferrell's team that he had, the Tropics. The, the Tropics, yeah, the Flint yeah. Tropics. I would like to see a team Flint, like Michigan. that. They should yeah, bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> I also suspect that Memphis will move to the Eastern Conference with this. Oh, yeah. Sort of a realignment right. because it yep. makes sense for them to be in the East, not in the West. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, I'd like. To, how about a team in Mexico? I'd like to see that because we already have Toronto oh, Raptors. Sure. Let's get one yeah, in Mexico great. too and then just kind of yeah. like bring the – the three countries together that are the right North next American, to each other. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. We're, we're fixing the world with basketball. <laughs> exactly. It's beautiful. Or just keep, like, have another Canadian team. Uh, Vancouver is a yeah. big city. Yeah. Have a Vancouver team. We they can do play that too. where the, uh, the hockey team, the Canucks play. Yeah. Or get a good team in Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Phoenix Suns. All right. So that's exciting. So they're, they're going to discuss. Media rights, so they're going to get their their money from from those TV deals, and then discuss mm-hmm. that. And now, typically, when a team becomes into the NBA, there's a couple things that happen. Is one, whoever, whatever city or whoever the owner is going to be, they have to pay a, a massive amount to the NBA, basically like a franchise. Like if you want to buy a Dairy Queen or a McDonald's, mm-hmm. or you have to pay a franchise fee. So they would have to do that, and then you know they'd be on the hook for everything else. And potentially, they try to get the city to pay for the stadium. Then they do what's yeah. called an expansion draft, which they haven't done probably in quite some time, but typically that would be my question. How does that work? How do you actually build a team yeah. out of nothing? Well, the, the way it's worked historically across sports is that teams and basketball, I, I suspect would be similar to hockey where you tag certain players as safe. These are my players. You cannot take them. Mm-hmm. And then you leave some players exposed where that new general manager can say, okay, I'm going to take player XYZ and I have to take on his contract, right? I have to take on his contract. I don't get like to resign him or anything. You yeah. Take so over his still contract. a salary cap they have to deal yes. with. Yes. Yep. So you, then you bring him in and the way that it worked in hockey, which was actually really brilliant is they had a, oh, I'm never going to remember his name, but it was the first year the Vegas Knights came in. They, their goalkeeper that inaugural season was fantastic, but he was overpaid mm-hmm. and the team didn't protect him with kind of like the hopes that, you know, it'd be great if you took him off of our hands <laughs> and they did. And he went to Vegas and just had a fantastic season. They made it to the Stanley yeah. cup finals that year. They're about to win the Stanley cup this year, mm-hmm. uh, different goaltender, obviously, but it's, it's something would be like that. So it's, it's exciting because you'll see a lot of new players move 
teams as a result of this. And then yeah. it kind of sets a weird market because now you have more player or the same amount of players, but more teams. So the free agent value that year kind of goes up uh, for anyone that's a free agent trying to get signed because there's more people competing for that. And you, you take a ton of salary cap off of potentially a team that gets a player taken. So anywho, uh, it would be fair? exciting to see. Because I, I've seen like these new hockey teams, whenever they start a new one, like I remember when the Coyotes started a new hockey team and they were all of a sudden they're like one of the best teams in the league. We made it to playoffs and things, but I don't think we've made it to, we've made it to the playoffs once since then. But right when we started, we were an excellent team. And same thing with the Vegas Knights, you know, they're, they're an excellent team. The new one, the Kraken, they, they made it. Seattle so Kraken. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's they, a fair way to do it? First year, the Seattle Kraken, uh, but they've had a good year this year. Uh, yes, I do. And the reason I do is because they want that team to be competitive, if not above average, right out of the gate to attract the fan base that's in that city. Yeah. Like no one's going to, no one from that city is going to go want to see a crappy team. So they want them to build a successful team. They want them to build a, a top 10 team would be great that, that then the fans can, you know, immediately get behind and have a competitor. So I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I, yes, it's, it kind of sucks. And I was look, I'm looking at the last expansion draft that was in 2004 with the Charlotte Bobcats. And some of the names that were taken, not really any names that jump off the page at you here. So I, I suspect that they were probably pretty bad. Didn't they come from... Year. Oh, no. It was Seattle Supersonics that went to Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. different. I thought they that came from another... T- yep, my bad. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. Let me so, open it's up exciting. my... It's I, exciting. I can't wait to I can't wait to see it happen. Yeah. Okay, so Harden, uh, he's actually torn right now between re-signing with the 76ers and possibly reuniting with the Houston Rockets. I saw this headline. I'm just like, well, that that would be weird. I wonder why he would ever go back. And then I started thinking about, remember I said that stupid music that they play in the playoffs for Houston Rockets? They, they always do that defensive sound. It goes, doon, 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 doon. I don't want to hear sure. that again. Please, yeah. Harden, don't go to Houston. I Just for that reason. But... So yeah, James Harden has a player option, so he can opt out or he can stay. I saw a James Harden rumor that I will get to in a future news story that's coming up shortly. Okay, but yeah, he did decline his thirty-five point six million player option. Oh, he did option. decline it. Yep. I, I I saw he was wrestling with it. That's news. That is yeah. news to me. Oh, okay. that's interesting. Okay, uh, to pursue to a know. long-term contract as a free agent. So yeah, he averaged twenty-one points. Uh, league leaders, ten point seven assists. So yeah, he's still definitely um, an MVP candidate. Candidate too. So uh, yeah, he's worth a, a big contract, I think. Yeah, he he played good this year. He lost some weight. He looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely compared to last year. All right. So next, I got. Um, did you see what happened with Conor McGregor and the Heat mascot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> this was weird. So Conor McGregor apparently he was promoting his new pain spray that he has and by promoting it um him and a mascot the, the mascot comes out with these golden gloves right and he kind of like squares up to conor mcgregor and mcgregor just decks him in the head and knocks him out on the floor but then the mascot after he was just laying down on the floor like face up mcgregor just lays into one one big punch down onto the ground and like you could tell like he went in deep into this mask i mean i i'm assuming mascots aren't real so I'm, I'm, there was a guy inside <laughs> of it and, and you could tell, like he went deep. Like if there was a head in there, he hit it hard and yeah, he had to go to the hospital. Yep. Yeah. The guy was in the hospital. He's okay. Now he, he had to take some real pain medication, not just a spray. <laughs> and he was so, actually knocked out. Yeah. It's a body spray. It's the official body spray of the Miami heat as yeah. part of this promotion. Yeah. Um, so, did you see when he made the announcement about the body spray during whatever between quarters? Actually, or I watched it with no sound. No. Okay, the fans were booing him, which <laughs> I just think is hilarious. If you're not, if you don't know who Conor McGregor is, he was at a time the the most decorated UFC fighter. He was the first double champion, and then he, he's a, sort of a coked out shell of his former self, and he just hasn't won a fight, a real fight in a while. He can beat up mascots <laughs> and old men in bars. <laughs> But he, last fight he had, he broke his leg, and it was it was kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I remember uh, that one. And now apparently he has a body spray that's the official body spray of the Miami Heat, and he's punching out mascots. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's. I don't know if he'll face anything. I mean, it was it was clearly a staged event. I just don't think 
the mascot or anybody on the Heat when they agreed to this thought he was actually going to, you know, punch him. I thought they were going to be like a a playful punch. Right? Yeah, that's right? probably what they were expecting, and that's yeah. probably what everybody was expecting. I mean, it was pretty playful, like in the like the first punch, but then he lays a second one when the guy's down on the ground, you know, and that's when it was like that. That's yeah. that's when it happened. That's when it had to have happened. Oh, for sure, yeah, because he could have been legitimately like lifting his head up when mm-hmm. McGregor punched it, and then it slammed into the ground. Yeah, right. A, a total, a total idiot. This guy's yeah. dumb. Yeah, I, I, I watch his fights with the hopes that he loses because he just, he's just, he's just a. He's a meltdown away from from being in prison for a long time. Yeah. So now um, the oh, the nuggets Bernie. the nuggets go back home, so you won't see the mascot in game five. But if they go back to game six, then we'll see if the mascot's okay. And yeah. We'll have like a <laughs> I, I wonder how he's going to come out. You know, he's going to come out. And... Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> are they going to do another skit with Conor McGregor? You know, to to keep that going. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they're not going to risk shit, it. Right? They're like, dude, we don't want your body spray anymore. You're not the official body spray of the Heat now. We will go back to. Yeah. Axe or whatever. I, I don't know body spray. Axe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, just thought that was funny and yeah, just weird to see that on Twitter. That was just out of nowhere. All right. So the Suns coach Vogel, he thinks Aiton can be one of the best centers in the league. I read that head. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, because we've, I don't know. I just don't think he can. But then uh, Matt Barnes steps in and he, on a different show, he says he wants Kevin Garnett to mentor DeAndre Aiton. And I saw that. I'm like, you know, that, that might work. You know, DeAndre has actually spoken about Kevin Garnett and he, he actually like thinks highly of him. So if someone like him can talk to, if Kevin Garnett can, can talk to Aiton, I think Aiton will actually listen and apply to what he's think what he's saying, you know? So what, what do you think about that? Do you think there's something there? Do you think Matt Barnes is on no. or something? I mean, even if, if, even if that happens and he promotes or uh, mentors him or whatever, they have two very different personalities. Yeah. Like Kevin Garnett was aggressive and trash talking and, you know, he had like that killer mentality. He wanted to slam the ball in your face. Yeah. And DeAndre Ayton's like, I'll just lay it in nice and gentle. <laughs> and I have kind eyes and I'll run back down the court and not box people out. Very so, different. Their, their style's too different. I don't think you can teach somebody how to change everything about them i, I just don't think it'll work i think if you combine kevin garnett and kevin durant you know i maybe they could just kind of like team up on Aiton, and Aiton could absorb at least half of the knowledge you know and like apply it on the court i think he could be a, a much better basketball player i mean I'm, I'm totally wishing i don't think it'll happen i don't like Aiton, but i i like that thought though i like the thought of kevin garnett on his you have side this and, optimism yeah in you that like hey maybe it'll work it's not gonna yep. work yeah, exactly. Um, I think I'll go to this last one. So, Ja, ja Morant, you know, he has these new shoes coming out. I saw this funny thing on Twitter where someone made a picture of, like, it was a Michael Jordan logo, but instead of, you know, having that exact logo, they, they had Durant, like he, or not Durant, they had a Ja, he has his gun in the air as he's, like, doing the, the <laughs> Michael Jordan logo with his legs open, you know, and he's shooting into his, the air. Yeah. yeah. So, I was like, go. that's a perfect logo for his shoes. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. I I'm blown away how many different shoes there are. And my wife and I were having this conversation. You know, Michael Jordan hasn't played in in many many years in the mm-hmm. NBA, right? But his shoe, he still has a new shoe every year or every couple of years. It's still probably the top. I believe it is the top selling basketball shoe. Period. Uh, every year, his new shoe is right. Yeah. Do do players? How, what how, what percentage of players will continue to have shoes made after they retire? I mean, so. LeBron James will, right? LeBron James will. I and that's exactly who who we said when we had this discussion. Yeah. Because, you know, he he's Jordanesque in his his stature and I mean, at this point or recognizability in the game. At this point that's really it because I mean, you have to have whoever's in the conversation of being compared with Michael Jordan, that's who's going to have a shoe uh, like shoes continuously made. Well, but, not just not just comparable to Michael Jordan because a lot of people they they like to compare people to Michael Jordan. Yeah. But actually live up to the comparison yeah long term right so Kyrie Irving has well had a shoe I don't think he does anymore Jaw has a shoe uh you know uh, the example I, I use was Stefan Marbury had a shoe yep. when he was playing he the doesn't cheap have a ones. shoe anymore those are the cheap yeah. ones yeah but even if he even if they even if you know they weren't cheap just shoes in general yeah. he's not making basketball shoes people aren't buying Marbury's anymore does yeah. Allen Iverson still have a shoe does does that still come out I don't think it does yeah that's what I was just going to ask you too I, I was thinking about Kobe Bryant's shoes I wonder if he still still has some sort of shoe that comes out 
Yeah, I don't know. Because that would be the other other big one that I could think of. And then maybe now, um, Nikolai Jokic, you know, I don't know about any shoe deals he has, but he is breaking some crazy records right now in these NBA finals. So maybe he's, maybe he, he would could have, have a shoe one someday. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's kind of seems like I, I even, I don't know. There's something about him being like a, a goofy, big white dude where like, I don't think <laughs> people really want his it's shoe. It's attractive you know? to people. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah, red maybe. nose when he plays, you know, so I don't know. It just, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't seem the same. He doesn't have that cool personality like, like Jordan and Kobe and all those other guys, Allen Iverson. So they're they're re, they did a re-release of Albert Alvin I, I almost said Albert Alvin. Iverson. <laughs> Allen Iverson shoes. They did a restock for for like a, sort of like a retro throwback, uh, and, and he was signed with Reebok, not Nike. But no, they don't really make they don't make his shoes anymore, except for sort of like special occasions. So did he did he recently go into the Hall of Fame? Is that maybe why they did this? Was a couple of years ago. Uh, I wonder if that's why they did the the refresh. Sort of, and yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, you know when something like that happens to to do a re-release. But yeah, I would say Kobe, if 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 his family still wanted his shoe to be made, that's their choice. I would say you could still make Kobe's, Jordan's, obviously, LeBron's after he retires, and then it gets a lot harder to justify. You know, do we need a John Morant shoe after he's been out of the league? Do we need a Kyrie shoe after he's been out of the yeah. league? Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's another great example. I feel like with some players like Luca. Back in Europe, maybe his shoe will still be very popular because he's a European player, yeah. but maybe in the United States, not so much. So yeah, I'm just curious to how they make those decisions and, right. and how many, because at the end of the, you can't have just 600 different kinds of shoes that Nike's making because you keep every player for this lifetime contract. It doesn't make sense. Right. Here's a good one. I, Steph Curry. I don't think even he could have a shoe that would, can, that could be made after he's gone I, I don't know now at this point, but maybe if he continues, you know, winning championships after, uh, you know, after this season. But I don't know. I, I can't even see him. So the only reason you might with Steph Curry is because he's through Under Armour, and I don't know. He's probably the biggest player signed to Under Armour, yeah. so they might keep his around for a while. No, because you know who are they going to replace him with? You know, they don't. Right. They don't sign a lot of people. Uh, to my knowledge. So yeah. I would say that would be the only reason that he might potentially stick around for a while, just because yeah. of the brand. Well, the only thing I had, I mean, that was it from the news, but I, I actually kind of skipped over the Chris Paul thing. Did you want to go over yeah, that Yeah, I right did want to talk about the Chris Paul thing. So earlier this week, and it was it was Underdog Fantasy that gave me the first uh, update, which they, they always do. They're so quick. And it says, the Phoenix Suns have waived Chris Paul. Yeah. And that made sense to me. Chris Paul had a partially guaranteed contract this year. He was due to make $30 million, just over $30 million. They can waive him and only pay him 15 guaranteed and, and save $15 million, but have the $15 million cap hit. So I was, in my mind, like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Chris Paul really kind of, he's faded. He's still a fantastic player, a Hall of Fame player, absolutely. But he's he's old and he's not been performing very well and he's been hurt a lot. Yep. Well, then Frank Vogel had an interview this week and it kind of said, hey, guys, hold your horses. We have not waived Chris Paul. Right. And um, it's, are they trying to trade him? Are they trying to see how he would fit in? I think ownership and the new coaching staff are still trying to figure out what they're trying to do. And, and maybe somebody leaked it and they shouldn't have, that they were considering it and it got taken as news. So I don't really know what his status is going to be. Yeah. But – as of right now, he has not been waived. But then I saw his rumor, this rumor, this is where I mentioned James Harden. Uh, I'm just going to quote Frank Vogel here. We did not waive Chris. He's just one of the great winners of our game has ever seen. I'm really hopeful to have an opportunity to work with him. Okay. So that is as of yesterday, I think. Yeah. So Chris Paul is still a Phoenix Sun. They might be exploring options to trade him. And one of the trade rumors was James Harden, the Philadelphia 76ers. So if they would do a sign-in trade or, or something to that effect that allows Harden to then be traded, reunited with Kevin Durant in Phoenix, with Chris Paul going to Philadelphia, obviously that's one possibility. But the point guard market this offseason is, is looking kind of crazy yeah. with you know, Kyrie being a free agent, potentially Chris Paul being a free agent. Um, oh, there was another big name and it's escaping me now, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see what all happens with 
this. Yeah. And how it all plays out. I personally think the Suns should waive Chris Paul. However, if they can get something back, but I don't want something that's an overpaid retread that's not going to work out. I would rather yeah. eat the $15 million and find a suitable point guard knowing yeah. that he just needs to distribute. He doesn't need to be the star. He's 38 years old, and every time the playoffs come around, he turns another year older. So if he makes the playoffs next year, he'll be 39. Um, but it says by waving Paul, the Suns would be able to offload just under $15 million of his $30 million owed next season. So that would be helpful, I think, for the Suns. But <laughs> I don't know, it's just... He is a good player, though. I mean, how many point guards are better than him? I don't. I don't think there's too many out there. He's still one of the top guys, but he just gets injured during the playoffs a lot. You know, that's the thing that hurts us the most. I think he's not available when we need him most. Right, and the Suns don't need a top tier point guard. Is is my is my point right? They don't need a thirty million dollar point guard. Yeah. When you have Kevin Durant and you have Devin Booker, you need a you know mid tier point guard. You need a fifteen million dollar point guard. Okay, so Chris Paul as a son, his record is 135 and 59. I mean, are, are you really saying that we don't need him? Because when he's been on our team, we've we've had like we beat records. You know, we've had the most wins in a season, and we we've made the finals once with him. So I don't know. It's just it would be tough to get rid of him for me. But I agree with you. But I also hate seeing him in street clothes every time the playoffs <laughs> roll around. Yeah. Or if he's not in street clothes, he's looking like crap on the court and that's yeah. where it's just like no we can't keep doing that every yeah, single there. year so let's look at 15 million dollar point guards right well let's start at 20 million dollars marcus okay. smart Derek white Dejounte murray colin sexton markel fultz Ooh, that's a rough run kevin porter jr that's not a really good one either <laughs> Cade cunningham lamello ball lamello's gonna get paid gary payton the second gary payton the second's a great example eight million dollars he, yeah. he'd, he'd be a certainly serviceable point guard I have no problem with that. Tyrese Halliburton, he's still on his rookie deal. That's why he's he's making five point eight million dollars. You know, Ricky Rubio was great when he was here because he did exactly what we needed. You know, distribute and get the ball to Devin Booker. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to beat a dead horse here. But as of right. right now, Chris Paul is still a son. But I wouldn't be surprised if something happens between now and the official. Uh, at, uh, so on June 28th, his salary becomes fully guaranteed, meaning they would eat the whole $30 million. And at that point, he's either on the team or, or they're straight up trading him. So they have about three weeks to work with here to try to figure out what they want to do. Okay, let, I'm, I'm going to close it up for Chris Paul with this. Just a, some crazy stats, right? All-time ranks, he's fourth in points, third in assists, fifth in rebounds, third in steals. This is uh, all-time ranks among point guards. Six and three pointers, second all star selections tied with um, that, and second all NBA selections. He's just like his sure. career is amazing. He's had a great and career, it's, but it's tough to do. You want to play against this guy? Yeah, I do because yeah. he's not going to be playing. He's going to be hurt, or he's going to be out of gas. <laughs> All right, I, you can't keep paying somebody for what they've done in the past. Yeah, he was a great point guard. He is no longer was. That's his a key performance word. on the court is no longer uh, a great point guard. Yeah, well, I appreciated everything you did with us. If you're so, leaves. you get so emotionally attached to these players, Ronnie. Yeah, I do. You it's... always talk about, oh, well, he used to do this. I don't care what he used to do. What is he <laughs> going to do for me next year? That's what we're paying him for. Is yeah. what he's going to do on the court this year. Yep, that's why you pay James Jones to make those tough decisions because I want to be yeah. able to. I'm like, thank you. Here, here's some more money. Just stay with us, <laughs> <laughs> please. We love you. Yeah. All right. What do you got? All right, Ronnie. I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Right now, as of as of this recording, June 11th, there are 11 teams who have never won an NBA championship. There's 11? Holy crap. 11 teams. One of those teams is the Denver Nuggets, who are about to win. By the time this episode gets released, they may be the NBA champions. Yeah. So let's let's just remove them and say there's 10 teams that have never won an NBA championship. Of All those right. 10... Five of them have been to the finals before and lost. Five of them have never made a finals appearance. Okay. Can you name those teams? Those a finals teams? appearance. It's going to be newer so, teams. So I'm going to go with Pelicans. Who you're going with teams that have never made an appearance? That's yep. what we're starting with. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Pelicans are correct. They have made zero appearances in the NBA Finals. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Correct. Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. The Hornets. Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets. Charlotte well, Hornets. Yep. I guess. I think they might no, have no, made no, it right. back in Charlotte the day. Hornets. Okay. 
Um, Washington Wizards? Incorrect. The Washington Wizards have won an NBA championship. Really? Probably when they were like the Washington Bullets. But like, like, like so, oh, yeah. yes. Washington's okay. an old team too, right? They may have moved around. Yeah. Because like the Sacramento Kings aren't on this list because they won a team back when they were called, you know, the Kansas City Kings or something like that, yeah. right? right. So you have the, the old teams kind of mess you up a little bit because you look at a team that's been historically bad. Yeah. And Washington falls on that side. So you have the Hornets, you have the Grizzlies, you have the Pelicans. Uh, the there Kings, is... Sacramento. Well, No, no, no. We just said – I just said they won, Ronnie. They're not on that's this right. list. My bad. Because they've been around forever. <laughs> yeah, true that. Oy vey. <laughs> listen to me. The... I this think I'm out of guesses. Me. The Minnesota Timberwolves, that one doesn't really surprise me. They, okay. They, They've always just been eh. I mean, that was why Kevin Garnett wanted off that team, right? Because yeah. they never won a championship. But this one surprised me, and it was the Los Angeles Clippers. Zero finals appearances. I saw that one. I was like, have they? But they've been around for so long, too. That's why I didn't say them. Yeah, yeah. That one. That's why that one, I was like, really? Not only have they not won, they've never even been to the finals. That's kind of crazy. And the Denver Nuggets, had, this is their first NBA finals appearance. We talked about that. Yeah. Probably going to win it unless Miami pulls off just – an absolute miracle. Um, and now we got five teams who have never won, but have made an appearance at the big show. <laughs> what do you the got? Phoenix Ryan? Suns. The Phoenix Suns. Yep. 2020, Worst. 2021 made the NBA finals. Um, lost. Embarrassed. Did the Orlando Magic ever win with Shaq? The Orlando Magic have never won an NBA championship. Uh, they were in yeah. the finals 2008, nice. 2009, but they've never won. I'm going to say... How about Indiana Pacers? The Indiana Pacers, correct. 1999, yeah. 2000, Reggie Miller did not win a championship. I, I this it's going to get tough. I'm I'm going to take one more guess because this I'm going to say Atlanta yeah, you're on the roll. Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are not on the list. Okay, they yep. have won a championship. I have I have no clue then. So it's the same era as Reggie oh, Miller, Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, no, they they're on because you know they were Seattle, right? Oh, okay. It's the same team. They just moved. All right. I don't know then. It's the same era as Reggie Miller. Um, and they had two players. Utah Jazz. On the, the dream team. Yes. Utah Jazz. <laughs> 97, 98. Stockton and Malone. They ran into a buzzsaw. Yep. Called the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. And the last team is the Brooklyn Nets, formerly the New Jersey Nets. Okay. They last made a finals appearance 2002, 2003, but have never won a championship. Of those 10 teams, who's the closest in your mind and who's the furthest in your mind? Well, I think, honestly, the Suns are the closest because of our team, right? Booker, Durant, I mean, they're, they're pretty close. Would I, you... I would agree with you. Yeah. I would 100% agree with you. And also, the wild card is that we have an owner now, a new owner, that really seems like he wants to win, might be willing to to go into the salary, uh, the luxury tax in order to bring the city a championship. So mm-hmm. it's it's just as much as about the players as it is the ownership, right? Yeah. And I feel like we have ownership, at least that's what it appears, uh, that wants to win that. So I would agree with you. I would say the Phoenix Suns are probably the closest. Yeah. The second closest to me is probably the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Yeah, Because I feel definitely. like they have the talent. They just can't get over the injury bug. And yep. LA is still a big draw to bring players into the city. So I, I think they're probably second. Yeah, if on they were my healthy, list. they they would have gone pretty far. They could have won it this year. Yep. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. So that's 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 why I put them as number two. But I do agree with you, the Phoenix Suns, their window is wide open right now. Can they pull it off? It's hard to do, but I, I that's why I agree. They're the closest. The farthest the- I would say is a Utah Jazz because they did get rid of all those good players a couple of years ago. Yeah. And well, this, they were this year, good. Right? This yeah. year they got rid of all those players. Yeah, they were good at the beginning of this year, but then I don't know what happened. They're maybe they're trying to get Juan Banyana, but I don't know. They're they don't look good right now. I don't I don't see anything good coming from them next year. The only reason I wouldn't say them is that they picked up so many draft picks mm-hmm. with those trades that I think if they have competent talent evaluation, they can reload with a young team that's cheap, right? The rookie contracts are cheap and yeah. they could they could find, you know, hey, two or three of these guys might be max players, re-sign those guys, let the rest walk and and have just an absolutely brilliant team. So that's so why you, I 
So don't have them as the lowest. The that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you think there's a team that's worse than them. So I, I have no I clue do, who you're thinking yeah. about. The Magic? But I want to think the Magic because... No, I, it's not the Magic. They have good I draft picks. Yeah. I think there's two that are, that are kind of at the tops of my list here. One is the, the Brooklyn Nets. They... Oh, okay. They kind of, you know, they have Ben Simmons <laughs> and they kind of, you know, had to appease these weird egos in Durant and Kyrie and they traded away a lot and they just kind of got like, it's like if when you traded your lunch at school and you got rid of a sandwich and instead you got like a cookie and then you traded away and you just have like a lot of weird little pieces that don't make up a lunch. Right. That's kind of what their basketball team looks like, I think. Uh, so they're, they're on my list for sure. And then the other one is the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know. Yes, they have three talented players that were getting into fights on the court and never really gelled as a team. Maybe they get it together. If they don't, you traded so much of your future to bring Rudy Gobert in and you're going to be paying that price for years and years to come before you kind of get back to to whole with that trade. So yeah. I would say the Timberwolves are probably the lowest and then the Nets are probably right behind them. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. That's uh, yeah, the perfect order there. No Thanks, Ronnie. complaints there. <laughs> I like that one. All right. Yeah, that was. I'm I'm impressed with how many you got. When I looked at this list, like literally everyone's like, "What? Oh, the <laughs> the Clippers have never been there." I, I would have guessed that the Nets would have won a championship. Yeah, uh, they haven't. I would have guessed that the Clippers. I and, and maybe I would have, but like the Pelicans moved right. Were they an expansion team or wasn't that? Yeah, Wasn't see, that I, where Charlotte moved to originally. Right, exactly. I think they were the Charlotte Hornets, even though we have the Charlotte Hornets now. But yeah, they used to be the Pelicans. I'm pretty sure, because then the Charlotte Bobcat, the Charlotte Bobcats became a team in Charlotte instead. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it yeah, went. Yeah, that is weird. It's a little confusing with all this stuff, but yeah, I think we got it. Yeah, they were the Charlotte Hornets through the 90s, and then they moved, relocated to New Orleans, which which is funny because originally New Orleans had a basketball team. They were called the New Orleans Jazz, who then moved oh, yeah. to Salt Lake City, where they're like, <laughs> where yeah, yeah, no we're going to keep the name. We're going to keep the name. <laughs> jazz. Salt Lake City is like the town from Dirty Dancing. Jazz yeah. music is outlawed, um, but yeah. they're going to keep the name for some reason. So, didn't, the, yeah, it, didn't the Lakers start in Utah, too, or, or somewhere? Where the Lakers started but then they, in Minnesota, oh, yeah, the land of a thousand lakes. <laughs> yeah, and they <laughs> the moved Lakers. to L.A. where there are no lakes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're going to keep the name. So, <laughs> it's so weird when stuff like that happens yeah. but yeah that's that's why they're called the utah jazz if you ever wondered it's because they were originally yeah. the new york the new orleans jazz and um yeah they just decided to keep the name when that. they moved yeah to utah cool man fun stuff i like that that's the trivia question i had for you ronnie nothing, all right nothing too deep you got anything else uh no not really i don't know if you want okay. if you had a trivia I question got- for me otherwise we can talk some nba finals yeah i got some things well here so I, I was doing some research. Well, I guess I was on Twitter, really. I came across this thing where someone asked ChatGPT to rank the top 50 players in NBA history. I wanted to see what you thought of this list. So I'm going to go from 10 okay. to first. I don't want to do all 50. Okay. So number 10 was, Wilt, yeah. 10 was Wilt Chamberlain. Nine was Charles Barkley. I like that one. Eight Magic really? Ch- Charles Barkley was nine? I know. I saw him that high. I was like, good job, chat. That's crazy. Good <laughs> job, chat. My buddy, buddy chat. <laughs> yeah. I patted a chat on the back for that one. I like that. <laughs> and then we got number eight, Magic Johnson. Seven, Steph Curry. So, hmm. Interesting. Number six was Dolph Shays. He played for the 76ers back in a long time ago. His, his picture is black and white. So, I don't know who he is. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe he was actually black and white. Right? Maybe yeah, right. He just didn't have so color. He, he's some old type. But yeah, some Dolph Shays. I guess he ended up being beating out Steph Curry and Magic Johnson and Charles Barkley. So that's kind of right. cool. Will Chamberlain? Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Number five, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number four, Larry Bird. Number three, Shaquille O'Neal. All right. Who do you think was number two and one? I got to guess Shaq and – not Shaq. <laughs> number three. LeBron and MJ are my guesses. I don't yeah, know the okay, order yep. that it's going to put them in, but that who, just makes sense. Who do you think picked number one? I'm going to say LeBron. It did. Oh, I'm You're sorry. Right. I, did it? Okay. I, 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 I got I it backwards. I too soon. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah no, you nailed I'm, it, I'm typing it out as you as you write it because I, I wanted to go back and yeah. forth. But yeah, I would guess – so LeBron is number one? One, yep. Yeah, Michael Jordan number and two. So two. Wow. seeing that, I was like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense because chat's going to look at all the stats and everything behind it, you know? So 
And LeBron does he has the most points out of everyone. Michael Jordan missed some seasons, so I'm sure I'm sure Chat sees that and is like, that's maybe why he's number two, right? But yeah, I kind of found this interesting. And does this kind of maybe put to rest like who's the top <laughs> no. players? <laughs> because so it's, the, it's going the, specifically by stats and like all this, all these facts to back it up, right? I mean, it's still there's still it's an algorithm that weighs you know points are worth more than rebounds. And yeah. this or, or whatever. So there's still some some analysis of data, right? You can never never fully solve the argument unless they played each other in their primes, yeah, one on one. And even then, it, they would probably if they played a hundred times, it might be fifty fifty. Yep. When it's all said and done, yeah. The one that jumps out to me that is kind of weird is Barkley. We mentioned yep. that when it comes up there, and Dolph Shays, who I've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah. So when like that happens, it's just like what is. I feel like that hurts the list's credibility when right. it's a player. I'm, I'm actually going to try to Google him. Yeah, yeah, he's a black and white photo. Makes sense. He was probably he was huge in, in like the 40s. Yeah, he was the first round pick in 1948. Yeah, uh, I assume he missed some time. Oh no, let's see. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I'm not going to doubt that he wasn't a good player, but how do you how do you compare somebody that played in the 40s and the 50s? Yeah to somebody that's currently playing it's, right. it's just so difficult to do and there's like oscar robertson who's who's off, oftentimes you know considered one of the best mm-hmm. i don't know I, I guess you know looking at dolph shays he made the 75th anniversary team he was named the 50 greatest players in the nba history so i just have never heard of him it's yeah interesting yeah very weird that was a, a name that i yeah i was like who is that guy and i i don't know i agree with you it does kind of hurt the list and everything but then again, maybe he's just somebody that we've never heard of, and um, help him. No, Bill, he's definitely somebody that we've never heard of. <laughs> well, well, Bill Russell though he's not on this list too. But we, Bill I Russell's really didn't. List, yeah. I didn't know too much about Bill Russell until he passed away either too. So he's a guy that I I would actually replace Dolph Shays with Bill Russell myself. But maybe Dolph Shays was maybe won more championships and scored more points. I don't know who who that guy is. You know, so who knows? I don't know. Very Here's, interesting list. It, Here's a fun fact about Dolph Shays, which right. I know everyone was sitting at home saying, man, I wish I knew <laughs> one fun fact about Dolph Shays for Trivia Night. Yeah. He was a 16-year-old college freshman, and he oh, played wow. at NYU. And as a 16-year-old freshman on the team, he helped them reach the NCAA final, uh, which man, is crazy. That, 16-year-old that's pretty freshman, good. NCAA finals. He has a degree in aeronautical engineering. From NYU as well, so that's that's pretty cool. I don't know, but I again, s- you can't really compare. Yeah, it's it's comparing apples made in the forties to apples today. Once, <laughs> right? Yeah, I wonder how the league was back in the day. You know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, just just weird. All right, well, it is weird, Ronnie. That's that's all I got. But yeah, we could talk about the games. We could probably yeah, talk about the Nuggets and kind of briefly mention it's 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 so weird to see. That I guess my, it's going to turn into an officiating gripe. But, you know, when they they call fouls and they do the replay and you have the the announcers, Mark, was it Mark Jackson and um, whoever? Yeah. And they're saying, oh, oh, that's a foul because he initiated contact. And if that's what they're going for, if that's what signifies a foul, how is not every time that not just Luca, not Luca, wrong uh, uh. European player when Jokic backs down, how is that not a foul every single time? Cause he literally like slams into the player as he backs yeah. him down. He's initiating contact. It's just, I don't, I don't understand why that's okay. 99% of the time, but it's not when, you know, another player is standing there and gets run over. <laughs> it's just, it's so weird how they call this finals mm-hmm. and, it's it's definitely in my opinion the calls have been more favorable for the Nuggets. I don't know what your overall opinion is. I want to know what the refs want to like like what did they expect the defensive player to do to avoid the foul? You know, like yeah, when the when the NBA player is out there and you see him complaining to the refs about stuff, what is the ref saying? Like, it doesn't he say like, well, you can't do that or like you you got to do can't this do or I does can't it... stand here? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I want to know what that. I they, I really wish they would mic him up a little better. You know, I know we heard oh, it occasionally, but. I want to yeah. actually hear it like like we do in uh, FIBA and stuff like that. 
But yeah, I don't. I don't that would like... be an interesting conversation to have because it seems it's it's a very physical game, and anyone that says basketball is not physical has never mm-hmm. watched or played basketball. It's extremely physical. Yeah, and and you can see like Joker's arms are nasty from the cuts and and like yeah. scrapes and stuff. They look gross, but um, it's absolutely insane to me that they just let him do these fouls right. constantly without really ever calling anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I just. When your team plays plays against them, and then they're bumping into your player, and then they they call a foul against like your team, you know, when when he's initiating a contact, it's very frustrating. So, what? How do we change that? You know, how do we make it so? I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. It's it's frustrating for me. It's I don't want the Nuggets to win. So <laughs> I'm just like, come on, do something. Yeah, right? yeah. But it is it is interesting how they call the game so differently. And it's you're allowed to be physical in the paint sometimes, but sometimes you're not. And and some of these fouls are very ticky tacky. And other times I feel like it should be a foul, and, and they're not calling it. So yeah. It's it's I, I certainly could not do a good job as a referee. I feel like every legitimately every play there is a foul being mm-hmm. not every play every possession there's at least one foul being committed. Yeah, uh, just how to choose which ones to call and then which ones not to call. But right, it's a crazy game. Speaking of Jokic, I, I do think, go yeah. ahead. No, you. I, I do think the Nuggets are going. I do think the Nuggets are going to win uh, in, in Game Five. Yeah, uh, we'll see if I'm right. Yeah, no, they're going to be at home not. again, and it's so tough to so good win at home. At home yeah. You know, so. So, if Jokic wins a NBA title this season, do you think he'll surpass Dirk Nowitzki as the greatest European player in NBA history? No, I still think he needs to play as not as long as Dirk necessarily, but he still needs to to have that a little bit more longevity. Than, well, Dirk, than what Dirk only has. has one championship though, and now he'll be tied with him. And yeah, but Dirk played for twenty one years. Yeah, but look at all the triple doubles Jokic has, and I mean he's he's gotten two MVPs and. Yeah, I, I, he's probably going to get I Finals think, MVP, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. who else is it going to be? <laughs> Jamal Murray's had a good series, but it's going to be Jokic for sure. Yeah, the offense moves through him. I, I think he will. That, you know, that's an argument. He will at some point pass Dirk as the greatest European player, but I just don't know if he's there yet. Two years max, he'll probably be there. I think as soon as he wins this championship, then he that's does surpass him. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. There's no reason not to. Really, I don't. I don't think. I mean, Dirk was a really good player, right? But yeah, it did he, yeah, he was 21 seasons in the league. It took him what, like 17 seasons to win the championship, and it took him and, a while. Yeah, yeah. and Jokic is <laughs> winning it in like um, like half that at least. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of think that it they do crown him. Well, I don't know that anyone cares per <laughs> se. <laughs> because right. Luca's gonna steal it, right? Oh, I don't know. Do you think My he boy, will? Luca. I hope not. I, I don't want to see him with that crown. Fantastic player. That's going to be me next season. I'm just I'm putting it out there now. I'm going to be a Luca <laughs> fanboy. Uh, I famously cannot stand Luca Doncic, but next year I'm going to put on my. I'm going to pretend I'm going to role play as a Luca fan all year long. Yeah. And we'll see if I can look at myself in the mirror yeah, afterwards. Please, I, I'm going to buy you a jersey. But I'm oh God. Thank you. <laughs> That's be disgusting. Yeah, I made to that see Luca T-shirt. That. I know. I mean, it's on it's on T Public. I, I went, should put a link in the I, podcast description. <laughs> Live Laugh Luca. It's beautiful. I looked for the delete button as soon as you posted that. But, oh, uh, that's why no one's bought it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, um that's I got gonna couple, do it for us. I, I got a couple oh, other no, things. No, Ronnie's got something. Okay, so right. just because of, so just some stats I want to go over. So who do you I'm gonna give you a little little trivia now. Who do you think has the most most fourth quarter points in the finals uh right now? So there's there's four players in I have listed. So finals history, in no, finals just history most or fourth quarter series? points in the finals for these two teams. Oh, for these two teams. Yeah. So um, Jamal Murray. Yep, that's correct. That's when he's at 25 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, okay. Uh, Bruce Brown. No, he is not on the list. No. He had a really good fourth quarter last yeah. last game. So I was like, hey, maybe maybe that pushed him up on the list. Yep. Uh, not Jimmy Butler. No, he's not on the list. Yeah. So Jimmy Butler has disappeared in the fourth quarter. He's not showing up in the fourth quarter at all. Yeah. yeah. So very interesting. I'm going to say it's going to be – what's the ratio to heat? Is it 2-2 two, two, or is it 3-1? It's two heat players, two nuggets. Oh, it is two heat players. Okay. So then I'm going to say Bam out of bio. Yep, that's one. There you go. He's still got a say, Nuggets player that you didn't name. That's obvious. Yeah, I know. I know. Nikolai Jokic. Yep. All right. We got That's one obvious. more. 
One more for uh, the heat. One more in the heat. I'm going to say Duncan Robinson. Good guess. You're right. Yeah, nailed it. Is it? All right. Yeah. Okay, so Nick Jokic is at 28. Jamal Murray is 25. Duncan Robinson, 23. And Bam is 22. So Duncan Robinson is even higher than Bam's, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Well, that's because they've been down so much. They've been having to, to force up three-point shots. And, and Duncan Robinson is a three-point shooter where Bam is not really. Mm. So that kind of yeah. makes sense. You're, you're in desperation mode. Uh, speaking of three-point shooters, Tyler Hero will not be playing in Game 5. If you were hoping yeah. that he What's would return and lead the Heat to victory, they just—I think—I think they announced it as he, he could be ready to return for the finals, and it was really just a premature announcement. Yeah, and now it's just like he kind of put him in a rough spot. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay, so a few more stats. So the Heat are two and six since leading the Celtics three and zero in the conference finals. Kind of interesting, you know, because that's been a while ago. Yeah, that has been the players with twelve plus assists and zero turnovers in an NBA Finals game. It's Robert Reed, 1986, Magic Johnson, 1987, and now Jamal Murray. 12 plus assist and zero turnovers. So good job, Murray. Yeah, that was, that was game four? Yes, that was after game four. Yeah. Yep. He yeah. was brilliant in that game. Yeah. And, he, and I, I mentioned it in the, in the overtime edition. He is the first player ever to have 10 plus assists in his first four finals games. Wow. I, I'm surprised that you had an overtime edition because I, <laughs> I had one and it was never published. <laughs> It's not true, Ronnie. If you check on there, it's there. <laughs> it's okay. It's published. Right. I, you know what? I'm not going to fight in front of the children. <laughs> but hey, teams that are up three and one in the finals are 35 and one all time. So can the Heat uh, make it 35 and two? Join the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> the the team that yep. lost. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I they haven't shown any sign of life. And I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but when they win, it's they, they just they have to play perfect basketball to win, mm-hmm. and they they ha- haven't been able to do that. Far from it. The yeah. Nuggets are the better team, and I don't know what are the five stages of grief. I, I feel like I've gone through that <laughs> with the Nuggets, and and I, I first you know there was denial. Um, mm-hmm. they they're not going to win. The Heat are going to win, but now I'm 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 into acceptance. Whatever stage that is. Uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yes, I've gone through all of those, and I've now accepted that the Denver Nuggets are uh, will be the NBA champion. I think you just came up with a a jungle cruise joke right there. I'm in the I'm in the five stages of denial right now. I'm or right now I'm in denial. Right now I'm on denial. Yeah, I got to work on that joke. <laughs> if I had a cricket sound effect, <laughs> yeah. I'd be playing it right now. <laughs> I love the Jungle Cruise. Such a good ride. <laughs> Such corny jokes. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, that's all I got. That's all you got. The NBA Finals are coming to an end. The NBA season is coming to an end. Yep. And um, it's been it's been a rough season for, for predictions yeah. that we made, certainly. And it's been rougher for John Morant, for sure. I'm, I'm going to predict that the Nuggets are going to win this championship. And that's, I'm really just saying that because I've been wrong this whole season. And hopefully the Heat will now oh, win and oh. make me wrong again. Yeah. You know, we're, we're coming oh. up on our last bets for underdog, too. So maybe, maybe I'll place that bet. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do a special again. They've been doing specials, yeah, uh, which I've been loving. Yeah. The Stanley Cup Finals also going on. Baseball also going on. You can do Daily Fantasy for any of those. The NFL draft has happened, and the I don't know when their preseason is. It's coming up, yeah, soon. The NBA draft I want to say is June twenty second. Okay. Do you know when that is? No, I I did see something on it. Is? It's after. <laughs> I did see something on it, but I I forgot what it was. I don't know the date. Maybe it's June, weird to me. June twenty third. No, it is June twenty second. Okay. On Thursday, it is weird to me that the draft is June twenty second, and then summer league starts literally what three weeks later, four weeks later. Oh yeah, get four those weeks players later. In. So they get them signed, and then they just immediately start playing. So that's yep. that's kind of like cool because it's way different uh, compared to the NFL. You know, they they take yeah forever. yeah they drafted already, and now it's like oh we got to sign and do all that stuff. And yeah, very different games, obviously, but. So yeah, summer league's coming up, and then we'll have preseason. And the season just it turns over so fast; it's a full year, mm-hmm. you know, with when you have the draft and and then summer league and then all that stuff. So there's really not a lot of downtime yeah. between seasons. So I'm looking forward to it. 
hopefully uh we'll we'll see what happens next year there's always next year that's the <laughs> the, the sports dilemma right i feel like you're closing up our whole podcast for the whole entire year i'm closing up the podcast <laughs> for the whole entire year no but that's gonna be it for tonight thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next time yep thanks guys